At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls, Lorcas. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my good buddy, Lotus of the Doom. Lotus, how's it going, man? How you doing? Things are well. Things are well. This is uh, going to be an interesting episode, mainly because, uh, well, I mean, the Daedric Prince exists. You know, that's that's important too. But wait till we get to those artifacts. Those artifacts. Those the artifacts of Periite. So yeah, we're up to P for Periite, and uh, yeah, this is a. I think. I mean, we've been doing the Daedric Princes for a while now. We're getting closer to the end of the list. And so many of them have so much information. In fact, so much more information from than when the first time I got to go over these like three years ago. The, the information has grown. Elder Scrolls Online has just keeps on adding stuff. But then we get to somebody like Periite, who is one of I mean, we've talked about mysterious Daedric Princes before, but I think is mysterious right the word the right word or just not really just doesn't come up that much and so therefore is mysterious by lack of information maybe a little bit because periate is pretty unique just in what periate's known for kind of is sort of inconsequential it almost sounds like Mm -hmm. um oftentimes periate you know we'll, we'll get into it but is looked at pretty much one of the weakest quote unquote like um daedric princes and it's gonna probably not really help the case to fight against that but um for anybody who might have seen the movie um office space <laughs> i did not expect that this is where this was going yeah so so okay um the the guy that they keep taking is stapler <laughs> okay <laughs> that's like the the personification of periate to me periate. where it's just meaning you know menial tasks that the other data princes just kind of like walk over periate and is you, stapler guy of the yeah. daedric princes yeah so don't take my I stapler don't, don't i can't even do his voice it's been so long i, you know. I know it's but 
So that's uh, unfortunately uh, apologies to all the Perrier uh, lovers out there. Uh, <laughs> shout out specifically to Livia from Quill and Vile, who I know is a big Perrier fan. Apologies in advance. Uh, but yeah. Wow. So that's uh, wow. that's my opening thoughts on on Perryite before we get into the actual lore stuff. So, OK, you're going stapler guy. My analogy in my head was compost bin. <laughs> OK, right? that's not better. No, it's not better, <laughs> but it's descriptive. Like Perryite is the compost bin of the realm of the Daedric Princes of, of Oblivion or whatever, right? Like yeah. the the place where things go to be died, to, to be died, to die, to be or died, yes. when they die, to be composted and like cycled back into existence, maybe? Maybe a little bit of that? Okay, um, all right. Well, here, let's, let's get into it, because first off, we have to start with all of the wonderful nicknames or variations of titles. So, Perryite, is known as the Daedric Prince of Pestilence, like yeah. disease and, and so things like that. But also during the Mira feel going right out the gate, which is right. You know, the other thing as opposed to the tasks that we, I was kind of alluding to. Yeah, yeah. Rob is saying that we said Namira was the compost bin. Kinda, kinda. I, I mean, that, that's well, the I mean, connection they share there. Compost. They share. They they they're like buddies in the compost bin. They're like two different yeah. types of worms that live in the same compost bin. It, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but it's not really that that knowledge doesn't hold it's up. It's funny enough. What we can go through the titles and then like we can kind of bring up the fact that this is why I I like I, I think why Perrier gets dunked on a bit mm -hmm. because Perrier tends to share a lot of things with other Daedric princes as opposed to being very unique. Except Perrier's uniqueness is kind of the fact that it's hey I'm kind of just a mush of all these other things, which you'd kind of assume would go to something more like Hermaeus Mora or something, but it actually kind of falls to Perryite here. Right, right. Here, let's, let's, let me clear up the analogy. Yeah. All right. Namira is the worms in the compost bin. Nocturnal is the fact that the bin is dark because those things have to be like in an enclosed dark space, right? Great. Perryite is the bin. <laughs> the bin itself. Well, at least it's keeping it ordered. <laughs> right, right. That's uh, that's the analogy. So anyway, not, but uh, not only Perfect. not only is he the it the Daedric Prince of Pestilence, but also of natural order, and that's why I say that Period is the bin. This idea that the actual compost bin, the actual place where things go to, you know, the pestilence and the disease and the and the way things break down, like the bin itself is responsible for that, right? It's that's the, the source of it. That's the place of it. Um, other titles include the Taskmaster. Interesting. Blighted Lord, Lord of Infection and Pestilence, Bringer of Disease and Pestilence, Lord of the Natural Order, Master of Tasks, Lord of, this is my favorite, Abundant Pus and Bountiful Vomit. Nothing says Loving. kingdom Oh wait. In Full control, like bountiful vomit. Bountiful That's vomit. Great. Wonderful. That's great. Because what happens when you get diseased? You feel sick, right? And then you have pustules that grow on your body mm -hmm. and you vomit a lot. It's great. It's beautiful. Wonderful. It's just wonderful. Lovely. Yeah. It's all very yeah. nice. And because uh, Periite is so into this whole disease, blighted, disgustingness um when he does bless his worshipers he blesses them with diseases 
And we run into characters like this in the games all the time who are like, I've been blessed by Lord Perryite. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, to- my lord. Oh, and they're like dying, right? Yeah. I take a broom and push them over into the corner so they don't share their bountiful vomit with you. Bountiful vomit. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's, that's where we're starting off here. Um, now, like you said, he's also considered one of the weakest of the Daedra. Um, I think one of the most interesting things about Periite is the fact that his realm of oblivion is called the pit. Maybe we should call it the compost bin, but it's called the pit and it's very difficult to get to. Not that any of the realms are particularly easy for mortals to get to. They have to know what they're doing. But this one is one of the few that we just we I don't think we've ever been to. I mean, we've yeah, we've got glimpses of ideas of it. The idea that it resembles something like the Deadlands, lava seas and volcanoes and things like that. But even that is based on one quest line in oblivion where we got to see a glimpse of like where an individual, one of his worshipers went while trying to contact Periot and get into the pit. But there's a confusion around that quest line in that that individual may have actually not made it all the way to the pit that they got stuck in the Deadlands instead, or that the pit was so foreign that we, the viewer in that situation, weren't able to see it for what it was. And so we related to the most, the closest thing that we had reference to, which would have been the Deadlands in Oblivion. Yeah. It's this really it's, weird concept, but this idea that like the, the pit, it's like, you're just not going to get there. It's like at the bottom of, if you were to stack the realms of oblivion, almost like the circles of hell, the pits at the bottom. Yeah. The pits, the it's, pits, it's the like, pits. <laughs> it's the pits. <laughs> so I don't know. I think, I think that this is a really cool concept. It also plays into this idea of, um, we talked about this before with the Daedra Princes, this play on the cycle of life and existence. Um, this uh, reference to um, say like the Hindu gods and how the Hindu god of birth is also moves into the Hindu god of life and then the Hindu god of death and then the rebirth that kind of thing you've got a little bit of this with the whole natural order things have to go in a certain way and one of the natural orders one of the ways things happen in the cycle of life is that once something dies it decomposes right the idea that like disease and, and uh, even though it's a disgusting concept to, to be blighted by something, to, to have an infection or a disease is still just the natural process of a different part of the cycle or or a different organism like a bacteria or something like that. Like that's right, the right. life of the bacteria is to spread sure. the disease from their perspective. That's, you know everything because <laughs> right. if they get cured they're non-existent exactly exactly it's they might be tearing something else apart and killing it but at the same time that's what's giving them life exactly so which is sort of what we do here sometimes <laughs> well i mean just you can you know being a biological thing that needs to eat other creatures exactly. in order to stay alive like that's everything does it perfectly symbiotic relationship <laughs> yeah yeah so now <laughs> The fact that we don't see Periite very often, I think, is notable. And is it is it because of the representation to this like underlying feature of existence and the way things function? Or is it they just don't write him in very often? Is it more of a meta reason? Like, 
I don't know. It's it's very bizarre because like from from a game perspective, the thing that is very weird about Perryite, and we, you know, we kind of joked about it at the start, but like as we've explained, and, and actually, chat has brought it up too uh, from the live show is. There's so many crossovers to other princes. It Perriate is really just like this amalgamation of like is a little bit of this and a little bit of this. Well, here let's let's list it and out. Like, so we've got the yeah. we've got the disease thing in Namira. Right. We've talked talked about that. Right. We have the fact that Perriate looks like a dragon usually, right. which one of the things that um, it has. You know, is periodically alluded to is that dragons, uh, what with Al- uh, Akatosh being like, you know, a very strong presence. Dragons are very intimidating. The idea is to use a very strong, intimidating presence to kind of like mask the fact that Periite could be on the weaker end of the spectrum. It's like a flex. Um, yeah, yeah. It's basically, like, I'm a dragon like, over- too, everybody. Right. It's sure, like, Perryite. Okay, go yeah, back to your stapler. Of course stapler. you are. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very nice. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what size you actually are, Perryite. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that, you're big like another, Akatosh. Yeah. Yes. Very. You can mm-hmm. control time. We're all very proud of you. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that that's an immediate thing. Uh, actually, one thing that I just wanted to bring up just because uh rob the princess brought it up in chat which i personally thought was kind of funny was just uh when we were when we were talking about the pit also not to be confu- confused with the ash pit which is a nut like even similar as something name. is it's, even as something is similar or, or like it, arbitrary is the name is even shared in the realm with another it's like it's just very odd how little there is that is unique about Perriite that isn't shared with anything else. Cause again, there's the idea of perfect order with Jigalag. Right. But right. And then the natural order, perfect order. They, they, right. Another one of those things that's like very close to the same thing, but not exactly the same but thing. But not exactly the same thing. Like, right. Right. Now, this could be one of those things where you have a like a hole in the cosmos for that specific um concept I, I don't even know the right words to explain it so for example jigalag is not present most of the time right only at the end of every age right after he's you know in back in the mythic era wherever when he was you know done away with and then sheogorath came came about he but most of the time he's not there so that leaves a hole for some form of order to exist so if that's the case, then it would make sense for other powers to fill that hole in some way and from the direction that they're coming to that location. So perfect order disappears. There's a hole in that concept, something that manages some form of order, for example, Perryite with the order of processes that are natural, then moves into that space and takes up more of the order concept of that. And that, that becomes natural order. Because Periite can't fully mantle or hasn't fully mantled Jigalag to become something completely else. So instead, it's just kind of bled into that that opening, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. If you think yeah. of it as like a, like a, I don't know, I don't know the best example for this, but 
almost like a like a, there's a bunch of game pieces on a board and like you're, you've got like maps right like each of these is its own little nation or something and there's one in the middle that was the nation of order and it butts up against other types of things that are similar to order and then you pull that one and you just remove that all the way from the map it's just gone so now there's a big hole so anything that's close enough that has the ability to would eventually just naturally bleed into that that opening does that make sense yeah i i know what you're saying i know what you're saying yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I can yeah. agree with that. To, to Rob's point, overlapping happens with every prince. Like all of it these sure things, there, there's definitely overlap. It's just it feels like periot, and maybe maybe from a visual standpoint, periot's more in the middle, and so butts right. up against more of these other concepts. Possibly, and and it's one of the things that uh, we were just talking about in chat, and it's one of the things. It's 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 kind of weird that periot really is so. I, for, I, I, ununique isn't really a word, but, but like, <laughs> it's almost like Periate seems to share so much with so many that the fact that there's less that makes Periate unique makes Periate unique. unique. Is unique like, in its lack of uniqueness. Yes. Right. It, right. It, it, Periate's so interconnected with so many different ones, but that's, that's, it's it's a little weird because I, I I find at least in regards to some of the other Daedric princes, that's totally true. They do kind of share parts of them, and they're sort of known for a thing. And it's like there's you know, this is their realm, and it kind of bleeds into on the outskirts. Oh, this is where it bleeds into like another Daedric prince. Whereas Periate almost seems like it's like right in the middle, like kind of like you mentioned, where Periate is made of all these other things. And that's what makes Periate, which is just kind of interesting. Like it's, it's kind of a strange and rather unique Daedric prince compared to some of the other ones, the way Jigalag kind of didn't fit the mold so well. I've always thought that Periate sort of doesn't fit the mold quite as well either. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the, uh, it was the one who picks up the leftover scraps that you would throw into a compost bin. <laughs> it's it's like these themes just kind of keep coming around with these, these two concepts, right? Order and then pestilence. Um, so what I also find very interesting about, about Periate is we're told that Periate has, is one of the weaker of the Daedric Prince is one of the ones who has less of an impact. And yet some of the most influential events in the history of Tamriel are flus, are actual literal diseases that destroyed millions of lives, completely changed the balance of power in some situations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and we're dealing with the, you know, the post situation in Elder Scrolls Online in the, in the you know middle of the second era of, um, the Nahatan flu, right? Like, right. Th that stuff happened, and now they're kind of dealing with the ramifications of that. But there have been another number of other flus as well. And to assume that somebody like Periot didn't have anything to do with that would be, I, I don't know, ignorant, I would think. Because, <laughs> Pro yeah, pretty much. Pro pretty much. I mean, even if, even if Periot wasn't the like main catalyst, you know, there was some jumping on top of what was happening going, all right, let's ride this out. I'm going to, I'm going to contribute to this or I want to be involved in this or I will gain some worshipers through this something. Yep. Right. So to say that Periite is the weakest doesn't always make sense. It, it, I guess it depends on what phase of the world you're in. Like if you're in the midst of a flu, then Periite's probably very, very strong, very potent. Right. 
And, and, you know, the concept of strength is very nebulous as well, where it's like, okay, well, Perrier's probably not going to win in a fist fight against like, you know, Mayroon's Dagon. Sure. Because he's got then it's a, extra fists. Right. But then at the same time, you know, what if Perrier coughs on him a whole bunch and then he gets the sniffles, like then, <laughs> then he's probably not going to be quite as active. So, you know, there's, there's other ways of measuring power other than raw power, but I always found the weakest analogy related more to just like the the raw strength mm-hmm. which it's like well that's not especially in the elder scrolls that's hardly everything you know what i mean like there, there's yeah. a lot of ways to get to your end goal without needing to you know fist fight the other danger princes to take power manipulation is you know very important especially based on the ways they do it because they all have their own weird agendas going on <laughs> Yeah, I have to wonder if there's also something to be said about their realm, their sphere of influence being less appealing to the others. Because yeah. there's that there's that sense of like you take on something else, you, de- you destroy its power, but you also take on its place. I, I don't think very many of the other Daedra princes would want to take on Periite's control or realm or responsibilities sure. you know, I, I could see that it's yeah. not appealing like uh, you know i being the oh i could become the master of destruction that sounds freaking awesome yeah, you know like ooh. yeah i want to i want to become the master of any of these other things but you know disease and natural order yeah eh. you're just gonna say you're really good at sharing sickness because you don't cover your mouth when you cough and also you can itemize a spreadsheet like no other like that's a weird combination of skills yeah yeah, you you go staple boy keep keep up the good work (laughs) (laughs) so um i mean we've we've covered a lot of this already like through the details but is there anything else that like stands out to you about perry no uh, so the only thing that i i did want to make reference to because we brought up the Nahatan flu um since that was in the second era which is you know the current time period in which elder scrolls online takes place which is you know the current running live service game in the northern elsewhere expansion from the season of the dragon um you travel to orcrest and actually have like a decent amount of interaction with uh like cultists of Namira who mm-hmm. are like, again, kind of wheezy, kind of gross, and they are real happy about it. Um, and it's right. just, yes. the, the thing is when you're going through the city, it is, it's just like, it's, it's kind of screwed up. It's just like really, ugh, it's, there's just bodies in the street of Khajiit and other people, because it's just like, at that point, you know, they, they so many were killed by the Nahatan flu. They, they, you know, it was like, parallel wise something probably like the black plague in in real life counterparts where it's like yeah. people were dying unmasked so much that it's like what can you even do with that type of destruction and on top of that by handling bodies you're ending up becoming exposed to it and probably getting sick yourself which perpetuates the problem even worse yeah. so it's like uh i i thought they did a good job with orcrest it's a public dungeon you can go to uh in eso and it's it's a it's an interesting look at, at Perryite and that, you know, her followers. Yeah. Go check it out. But, uh, wear a mask and gloves. De- de- definitely. Don't, <laughs> definitely. Don't, 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 don't touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, tell you what, why don't we take a quick break? We'll thank our patrons and then we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about Periite and one of your favorite Daedric artifacts. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Hamish Morak. Dragon Boy, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls lore cast. All right, here we are in the middle of the show where we get to thank our patrons and oh, holy moly, a bunch of you guys signed up right at the end of this last month. <laughs> here we go. We have Murderous Pigeon, Alexander L., Wayne W., Andrew P., Katrina T., Keegan E., Jonathan M., Christine R., and The Nutmare. Hmm. I don't know what a nutmare hmm. is, but... Hmm. Okay. Just gonna... Yeah. Just gonna accept it on face value. Yeah. And then... Oh, oh. any deeper. And then one more came in today. Titan. Welcome to all of you guys. Thank you for signing up. I'm glad you guys are here. <laughs> Thanks for supporting the show. Let's see. We're Glad at a, you enjoy the show. <laughs> yeah, we're at a total of uh, the, the number gets weird. It's the very first day. And so it's doing the whole like, hey, everyone's got to re up for the new month thing. So the numbers numbers a little bit off because not everybody re ups right away. But uh, 102 is, is we're at right where we're at right now. I have a feeling that's going to jump up a few more digits like tomorrow. But uh, 102 patrons. Thank you for being here. We have to shout out our Daedric Princes. We have Kira, Noodle Al Dente, and that's it. Just two of them right now. So two Daedric Princes. Thank you for being here and supporting the show. Um, if you're interested in helping to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. You can check out all the different tiers, get ad-free episodes, get a whole bunch of the original episodes that got banked in the Patreon, and uh, and even get some t-shirts. We got some new ones rolling out this month. You can start collecting towards those every three months that you maintain a certain tier. You get stickers or T-shirts. So tier three for stickers, tier four or higher for shirts. The new ones come out this month. Get on that because three months from now, you will be able to start getting deliveries of those every three months. So um, thanks again, everybody, for the support there. We also 
have some new reviews. I think I forgot to pull this up. I got distracted. Lotus and I were chatting before the show. <laughs> I got distracted. No, no new, no new uh, ratings or no new reviews this week. I should say ratings come in all the time. But if you do take the time to leave a five star review with a rating on Apple Podcasts, I'll read it out on a future episode of the show. And ratings on Spotify are also very, very helpful. Yeah. All the stars are very kind of you. Yes, all the stars, all the stars, <laughs> all the stars are very kind of you. Yeah, it helps people find the show and all that stuff. So thank you to everybody who takes the time to do that i really do appreciate it all right let's move on with the rest of the show you're listening to the elder scrolls lorecast dear child of cities that is why the night mother loves you all right we're back uh ben of tamaria says shirts are great <laughs> thanks ben they are very good. I do you like do, your shirts. You, you, I was going to say, you have done some fine artwork. Thanks. Thanks. I also, I'm, I'm wearing one of the shirts I can have. I can't have the, yeah. the patron ones, but I've got the uh, Why Not Hermes Mora shirt. I love my Her Why Not Hermes Mora shirt. It's, it's one of my favorites. Um, that's up say. on the Robots Radio store. If you go to robotsradio.net, if you want to go yeah. check that out. I was going to yeah. say, Hermes Mora himself actually has the shirt at this point. That's true. Yeah. He took a picture. He we joined sent it, us. We sent yep. it to him. Yeah. I love that. That was so great. <laughs> yeah, very cool. It was totally worth sending him a shirt. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we're back. We're back with uh, Periite. Um, we're going to get into the uh, the details here about some of the artifacts, but I did want to point out one fun little note that I think is super fun because, you know, in ESO, the little dragon frogs, mm -hmm. you can get them as like little companions. They come yep. around with you. They, they hop around. They, they look yep, really freaking fire. cool. I never yep. thought... I never thought of frogs being like half dragon looking and how awesome that could look. They got like the wings and everything. They're very cool. Those actually do have a connection to Periite because originally, according to according to what they say in the histories, they were uh, very large green frogs, the very large species of frogs that um, were about as large as full size dragons. If you can imagine dragon sized frogs, they existed and at one point, they became envious of the dragon's ability to fly because they had wings and the frogs didn't. I guess the frogs have lots of feelings. And so they struck a deal with Periite, supposedly, according to the story, in order to have wings because Periite looks like a dragon, too, and has wings. Maybe there's a connection there somehow. And it worked out. They got wings, but Periite also made them really tiny. So that's the story of the dragon classic frog. Classic Daedra Prince move. Yep, classic move. Like a genie yep. in a bottle. You know, you get your wish, but you also get other stuff they didn't expect. So, yeah. So, uh, tell us about your favorite Daedric artifact ever. This is your ever favorite ever. ever. This isn't your favorite Periite artifact. This is your favorite mm -hmm. ever. Yes. This ever, is, ever, 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 ever. This is like one of my pinnacle all-time favorite uh daedric artifacts right up with there with the augment finium um spellbreaker which uh is a shield um it's it's weird because it's usually one word and they kind of bring that up in the uesp which i found interesting that they have a note of this for some reason sometimes it's separated and it's spell space breaker but it's also spellbreaker like i i have no idea why i'm assuming it's honestly a typo oh yeah i'm sure different writers like right. you know how it is you keep the word in your head and you go oh spellbreaker so right we, i made i do that and i write it all one word and you're like no it's two words spell and breaker exactly that's how i wrote it on my quest line and we're like yes. oh no game already got published oh, oh god it's too late it's 1997 and yeah dagger falls out thing already yet. yeah <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, it's a Daedric uh, artifact, obviously, Perrier, but it looks like a dwarven tower shield. And uh, it's one of the most ancient relics in all of Tamriel. Uh, the shield not only protects the wielder from physical damage, but also from magical attacks by reflecting back the different types of magicka, uh, dispelling curses, and or silencing any mage about to cast a spell at the shield itself. It's said that the shield searches for its original uh, original owner and will not remain the property of anyone else for long, which is kind of like a gimmick most of these things have where they never right. stay in one place for very long. They float away. Unless, However, unless you're your character in ESO correct. and you held on to this shield for eight and years as now. As soon as it was put in the game, I believe it, I don't know the exact date that it was put in as a, as a cosmetic uh, into the game. Mm -hmm. um, I assume it was briefly after the uh dungeon which we will touch on um in a second actually that i want to bring up but um the the shield was put in as a cosmetic because again they, they kind of they try to fudge in a way that more people can have them or whatever whatever i just have the thing it's it's mm -hmm. <laughs> i've got them all the games it's always like one of my favorite shields i think it looks really cool um it's a little weird because it's some people don't like the fact that it sort of looks like a radar dish because it kind of does look like a radar dish kind of um i find that in games where it has a an effect more than just the cosmetic like eso uh skyrim for example uh I find it pretty useful. It's really good in Skyrim, actually, um, because it, when you're playing on some of the higher difficulties, the amount of stuff you can just reflect back or, oh man, it is, it is great. I love that thing. So it's very practical other than the fact that I just think it looks cool. Um, and in ESO, it's actually a pretty major deal very specifically for the dungeon called um, scale callers peak in which um zan i i wouldn't suggest I, i'll be doing one of my uh I've, I've kind of fallen behind on them with what with real life but soon enough i'll actually be releasing the dungeon tales with scale color peak soon enough um to go through the whole story because it's actually rather elaborate and ties into another dungeon as well but just for the gist of it uh you know she's a dragon priest who being scorned from her her dragon basically goes to periate out of spite more or less uh synopsis wise and um at the top of this mountain, she has these this big shrine with three dragon statues. Um, and these statues are controlled by her with the blessing of Periate, where during this final encounter, uh, they spew poison across the floor. And if you're in it, it just completely melts you in, in game physics. Um, but the idea is she's holding this she's the champion that's been chosen um and the reason i wanted to specifically bring up zon uh is i and i really wish i had thought of this in advance um if you feel real creative you can add it later but it's a lot her voiceovers are some of the most notorious from elder scrolls online um because she never shuts up about how much she loves the shield <laughs> <laughs> um so 
I wish I had the sound clip, but basically the running joke is always like she's swinging the thing around and she throws it like a weapon. Um, but then you can use it to absorb the poison and survive the fight. Uh, but the whole time she's just screaming my shield every time she drops it and she just keeps going with it. So it's a little memeable. Uh, however, upon killing uh, her, you get, well, you that's when they added it into the game. And uh, yeah, I love it. It is cosmetically my favorite weapon, I guess, because the augment finium is a book. So I don't really consider that a weapon. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Shield, is she, is shield armor. That is shield, or is I it guess, a weapon? Technically the armor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, in any photos you ever see of my character in the statue, that's far too far back to be in frame. Um, that was crafted me crafted for me from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. It's actually always holding, um, a, mm -hmm. a version mm -hmm. of, of that shield because I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you still don't change the color of your armor to match it. No, because it's glass <laughs> armor and Malachite is green and uh, it, has to it, stay green. it has to be green. And I'm carrying a, uh, what do you call it? A, a, uh, the ass thing. The, yeah, it's, 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 um, I'm trying to specifically remember what the name of it is, but basically it's, there's a mixed version of it, but it's the idea is, um, stall room from Skyrim, the, the blue ice glass stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a version of Rekindleth is what they call it in, uh, ESO. Basically it's frosted Dwemer. So it's kind of that effect over Dwemer. Mm -hmm. I don't mess with colors. Yeah, it's, it's just it's whatever the, colors the stock they are. is. It's just I'm, I'm very, very my my weapons don't match my gear because I pick them up along my adventures. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's a feast for the eyes. Some a feast for it. the eyes. I feel. Oh, I'm so I'm so into like customizing everything and making it all look like it fits together. Um, yeah, I can't do the not not color matching stuff because it makes me feel like I'm in the middle of questing where I just pick up new items all the time, so I don't take the time to customize them. Yep. Right. And everything's just mismatched until you hit like max level or whatever in sure, every sure, game sure. you ever play, or at least every MMO we're able to customize that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, anything else about spell, Spellbreaker? No, that's pre that's pretty much all about Spellbreaker. I, I I'd like to gush about that weapon. Uh, also, from a practicality standpoint, I think it's a very cool artifact, and it makes up for the fact that a lot of times we go through this list, and Periate's really kind of lacking in the artifacts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, the other thing in the UASP that it mentions about artifacts is yeah. is basically this. I'll just read it. It says, yeah, there are curios associated with Periate of which little is known of such no duh no like so yeah. so much of it period is like well, we don't know much about this yeah it's like i don't um, know such as the bilis sensor the toxic cruciform that's an awesome word that and is the, a great word the golden scab not scarab scab nope. scab scab like a you know like a wound healing over uh they were last known to be in gazmod the collector's possession although these theories have not been validated or elaborated upon by other sources two other artifacts attributed to periite den stagmer's ring and the mirror of hard truths are briefly mentioned by an interviewer during the second era whose information may or may not be reliable <laughs> so yeah so if you really want to just just so you know uh if you if you really want to go digging for that uh gas mod is is 
in the weird in-between plane of oblivion um it's it's actually the deadlands expansion uh that's where you encounter this Mm -hmm. and he's just a collector and his his museum is just full of crap so i assume yeah maybe these are on a shelf somewhere in there i have no idea right right and who knows if the stories actually match anything and yeah absolutely right um then stagmer's ring is interesting it says it's very mysterious all that is known about it is that it grants the user protection against various types of elemental harm even the name den stagmer is a mystery and this relates to events from the third era 427 with the nerverine um so morrowind stuff but um but outside of that, there's just there's not a whole lot going on with Perrier. Perrier just kind of tends to be like chill, doing his own thing. Every so yep. often a big disease pops up. Everybody gets a flu and then he's got some worshipers. But most of the time he ignores them, too. Um, there's just not a whole lot of, of that going on. One of the things that is worth mentioning is that the few times you actually do see any direct communication with Perrier, Perriot tends to be less uh, emotional than many of the other Daedric princes, whereas they'll get upset about something or they'll try to motivate you to do something for them. Perriot just tends to be like chill and polite, (laughs) which seems kind of, I guess that makes sense, you know, because like disease is just going to run its course. You don't need to force it. You know, things are just going to eventually decompose. It's just, let's just let it run its course, man. It's cool. It's cool. I wonder if he's like the like high Daedra, the one who's just like, yeah, man, it's all good. It's just well, I mean, they were smoking a lot of incense in Skyrim prior to the whole mm-hmm. quest line for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's, I mean, he uh, is a dragon. Puff the magic dragon is a song, perfect about drugs. Yeah, so there we go. There we there go. There we go. Boom. Done. Yeah. Yeah, and most of the time when we talked about the uh, image of Perry, we've got this like kind of snake-like dragon kind of shape with a very long neck, very yes. thin body, and that's been around from very, very early. Daggerfall. Yeah, uh, Daggerfall. Daggerfall. Yeah, and that hasn't changed that much, that kind of snake-like dragon. Um, there is connection to a worm-like shape on occasion, but worm usually is associated with dragon throughout fantasy you know a flying worm or whatever yeah so that makes sense as well um and outside of that there's just there's just not a whole lot else to say no periate really doesn't have an awful lot um just in the grand scheme of things it's definitely much more like there's a lot of Perrier kind of just in the background as opposed to in the forefront. Um, there's a few books that they mentioned on the USP, but I, I, you know, I've kind of made reference to any ones I find specifically interesting. The books are kind of whatever as well. It's just Perrier seems like kind of a, um, almost like a mystery in of itself, just on like some of the Daedric princes aren't as explored and ESO has been starting to explore more with Perrier. And I'm curious if we'll see more in the future with Perryite. Um, because there, there's definitely, there's something there to have a Daedric Prince be so intertwined with so many other Daedric Princes, mm-hmm. but also not really be at the forefront of any of the Daedric Princes yeah. for the most well, part. I've got one other theory, one other funny little question here that, okay, so let's go back to the definition of words. The Aedra are our ancestors, according to the, 
Altmer or Aldmer. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Daedra who are not our ancestors, the ones who are not associated as being the ones we came from, that kind of thing. The Aedra are also known for losing some of their power or using and then being reduced in ability because they gave their power into creation in order for creation to exist. Sure. Whereas the Daedra did not. Right. And so they, they kind of sit on top of existence rather than within existence. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Natural order and disease seems to be something that's actually associated with being in existence. Does it not? That's okay. All right. So is Periite a false Daedra? Is Periite, does Periite actually have more in common with an Adric power? Something that works in the background, something that actually is fundamentally part of existence in a way? Or, hmm. or maybe, maybe Periite is originally a Daedra, was not part of the inception and creation at the beginning of time, but through Periite's influences in creation has actually started giving its power into creation for natural order and disease and those kinds of things. That's because, an interesting idea. And so therefore is less powerful than the other Daedrus because part of Periot's power exists in creation now because those things are natural. Like that's what sure, nat sure. natural order is natural, right? Like, right, right. I was going to say, it's, it's in the word. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And so therefore you end up with a, a being that's less active like we seem to get with the Adric powers. Yeah, that we frequently find with the Adra. Right. People worship, people, you know, call on them, but rarely, rare, very, very rarely, maybe at the end of an era, you have one show up in some yeah. monumentous way and do something. But for the most part, they seem to be working more in creation than on top of creation. Yeah, actively like contribute. That's 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 an interesting take. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, there might be there might be something there. Um, Rob the Princess also brings up. He says, "I'm 99.9 percent .9 sure he takes the form of a dragon solely to antagonize Akatosh." Potentially, clearly, there there is some there is some debate about that. There is some conversation about like yeah. why the dragon form was that influential in the early period of time. You know, with the dragons, was this a, in mockery of the dragons? Like, how did that work? Um, so, but again, it's a lot of just like maybe. There's a lot of speculation around Periate. Yeah, maybe, but we don't really know. Um, but yeah, that's that's what we got for Perry, I guess. I'd love to hear your thoughts and maybe some of your thoughts on our thoughts. On, so thoughts on top of thoughts, on top of thoughts. Uh, it's thought tur section. turtles all the way down. Um, Ooh, turtles. <laughs> turtles. <laughs> or should I say dragon frogs? It's dragon frogs yeah, all the way down. Dragon frogs all the way down. There it is. Boom. There it is. Lotus, you got anything else going on you want to share before we head out? Um, not really. I, I was going to say, um, yeah, we're. we're recording tales at a weird time this weekend. So if you want to catch the live show and you hear this before we record it, we're actually recording it uh, Saturday morning, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern, because I am actually the odd time zone out this time because uh, everybody's overseas but me. So we are uh, hmm. getting to catch up. Arcaneer is back from the big ESO Tavern event uh, in uh, from Gamescom in Germany. And we're having... Um, Demon Cat, uh, Daphne, join us on the uh, show this week to discuss. They got to play Tales of Tribute live, like with the actual cards. Um, yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 she streamed it on 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 their channel, and uh, it, it is 
pretty neat. So I'm going to hear, basically I get to hear all about the event that I didn't get to go to this time. So yeah. that's really the only thing on the horizon. Other than that, it's just kind of trying to find any time when I can actually get some game time into, to play recently. Um, because I would like to, you know, continue on with a couple of the projects and playing the stuff, you know, because I like games. So <laughs> imagine that weird. How well, that good happens. Luck. I hope you get a chance to play more. Um, that's awesome. Well, we have we do have a big announcement. I've mentioned this before. Uh, coming up on Monday. So as of the time you're listening to this, only is a few days away. On Monday, we've got a big event for Labor Day. It's Labor Day here in the United States. Monday, September fifth, all day long, in U.S. time zones. We'll be streaming on Twitch.tv/robotsradio, which is now where I'm doing all of my streaming. I've gone back to only one platform, not dividing it up, but all day long. On that, at that location, we are getting together a bunch of the different hosts from a lot of the different shows on the network, and everyone's taking time slots and doing all sorts of fun things. Playing games, we've got a bunch of hosts playing Dungeons & Dragons together. That's going to be a lot of fun. Some live shows. And all of this is to raise money for St. Jude's to help kids because they they need help and an awesome this cause. is and it's an awesome cause this is something i've been wanting to do for a long time and i'm you know as as much fun as it is to set up podcasts and as as experienced and how i feel like i'm good at doing that stuff i'm not very good at wrangling people and making things happen in big groups so <laughs> so i'll blame myself on just not having done this yet uh but it's it's an opportunity it's actually working out we're getting everyone together it's going to be awesome come hang out during the day there's lots of people um all the different hosts are streaming on their own Twitch channels, so you can go follow their own Twitch channels, but then you can also watch on the Robots Radio one. It's like the main one. So just go to twitch.tv slash robotsradio. The donation page will be up. It'll be very easy to donate. Hopefully we can hit our goal, and it should be a lot of fun. So come come hang out with us on Monday. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's what, that what, we, that's what we got going on. Um, I feel like I had something else I wanted to share, too, but it now has fallen out of my brain. So, uh, but I think that's it. That's it, Lotus. I don't think so. Another another day to prince in the books. Another another prince in the books. Bump, or in the bump, pants. Bump. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, thanks for being here, guys. Chat, thank you for being here as well. Good to see all of you guys. And we will be back next week with another regular episode. So I'll see you guys then. Stay safe, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcast they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.